This is the unofficial One Piece podcast, episode 291, for the week of Monday, October 21st, 2013. My name is Zach. And my name is Ed. And my name is Steve. On today's episode, we have the translator of One Piece himself, Stephen Paul. Hey, Stephen. That's me. And we also have the musical master, the dude. Nice uh, usage of uh, alliteration there, Zach. It would work better if your name started with an M. But it We've doesn't. been doing a lot more of the alliteration lately, like the Cowardly Quartet. That, no, that that's doesn't, you. that's, that's not it. Um, <laughs> not no, so consider this our, our our first endeavor into alliteration. No, no, Cowardly Quartet, that's like phonetic alliteration. <laughs> it's, it's not real alliteration. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if that counts. Fake style. Uh, so, today's podcast is packed with goodness. We have uh, a really cool anime recap this week. Uh, we have a manga recap of chapter 725. Uh, we have a ton of piece together as per usual. We have the news. It's going to be a good episode. Uh, next week, look forward, we are finally going to be releasing the Stephanie Young interview. You're excited about that, right, Steve? Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw her over the weekend at AAC, and she's um, doing very well. And she's very excited for that interview to get out there. And it's it's awesome because she... she she was very passionate about the whole, you know, the season four stuff and the season five stuff with Robin. She has, she had a lot to talk about, so I think it, the fans are going to enjoy it. And uh, Steve, speaking of, how was uh, AAC up there in New Hampshire? It was a, it was a fun little convention. I had a good time. I, I was just there tabling. I wasn't really doing anything podcast related. Did uh, anyone talk about One Piece to you? Uh, well, someone did ask, like, oh, are the rest of the podcast guys here? I'm like, no, no, it's just me. Um, it was cool. Um, I bought a little devil fruit charm for from them, and I uh, put it on my 3DS. Uh, but it seemed like people knew who I was when uh, someone would like name name drop me during a panel, and happened a bunch of times. <laughs> like the guests? Yes, I think <laughs> the specific guests or the guests. Oh, well, like Tatum and Stephanie both did that. Okay, because you were in the panels, you were in the room. Yes, I I actually I haven't really gone to too many panels at the last bunch of conventions I've been to, so it was kind of nice to do that. Uh, but no, it was fun, nice little fun con. Got to see some familiar faces as usual, and uh, yeah, that's all I really got to say. Cool. Um, also, uh, some updates with uh, One Piece Podcast Japan. We are well underway. Uh, the translation and editing editing process is our current uh, endeavor. Uh, Jose is hard at work. He will tell you very hard at work. Uh, you could. Check out uh, occasional updates from him on what he's doing at uh, J.E. Argumento on uh, Twitter. I almost put an N in there. There is no N in there. Um, And, of course, if you haven't checked out the trailer yet, we suggest you do. It's on uh, YouTube.com slash Funimation. uh, Or search for One Piece Podcast Goes to Japan. You'll find it there. Um, We have an IMDb page. We're excited. And, uh, again, we're in the process of, if you've noticed, there are some quirks with the website that's been happening over the last few uh, weeks. Uh, That's because we are currently in the process of really updating and enlarging, you know, everything our site is about. Um, And I hope you guys are really uh, get psyched for when that is all done. We're tumescent with content. (laughs) Um, Engorged. Any more synonyms? No. <laughs> Only two sim- synonyms. God. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Uh, that was my perspicacity. <laughs> I'm losing not my perspicacity. <laughs> uh, not not enough. Um, 
Okay, so not only that, uh, the Podcast Award nomination slate will be coming out on uh, in uh, two weeks. I'm sorry, no, uh, October 27th at 9 p.m., so I believe that's a week now. Six um, days. Six days, so that's much less than two weeks. Um, so check it out. Keep your fingers crossed. At this point, we could only just watch. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll probably talk a little bit more about that on next week's podcast. Other than that, I, I think that's basically it for uh, for this week, right? Um, so why don't we get into So my episode. name is Zach. My name is Ed. <laughs> my name is Steve. You have a good week, everybody. Okay, let's get into the episode. Oh. Now it's time for the news with Ed. Oh, yeah, big boy. I'm not Firecrouch. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, so do you have to okay. pay him each time you say that? I'm stealing that shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, One Piece Season 5. Uh, One Piece news for this week. Uh, first bit of news. One Piece Season 5 Part 5 is set to be released January 14th, 2014. 1-14-14. Uh, and we actually have Funk here, our administrator, uh, our website guy. Uh, and, no. and we should probably talk. We never really talked about this on the air. Where can people buy One Piece DVDs and Blu-rays? Well, they can they can buy it at on Amazon, right stuff. But we also on our website we have a page where you can actually buy One Piece, um, you know, which will you know give us a little bit of some uh, referral credit. So, so not only you're, not only are you supporting Funimation and their official releases, you'll be supporting us in a way. And if you it's if you're too lazy to leave our site uh, while listening to an episode, you could <laughs> you could buy it right there. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's all the same stuff. You it's still Amazon. It's still right stuff. So you can still get the same deals. You just click through uh, our site. And Funk did a very good job with it. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. buy one piece at the top of the site. That's the end of the shameless plug for uh, the news segment. <laughs> Ed, continue. Yes, uh, and lots of uh, J Star's victory versus news. So, uh, this year's 47th issue of Weekly Shonen Jump revealed that Boa Hancock will be a playable character in J-Star's Victory Versus. And uh, the game, J-Star Victory Versus, is set to be released in Japan on March 19th, 14. A limited edition is 10,980 yen for the PS3 and 9,980 yen for the Vita, with standard versions going for 7,980 yen and 6,980 yen. March 19th, 2014. PS3 and Vita, respectively. Okay. Mm-hmm. And more on the game. To complement the release of the game, we'll also get to see the release of J-Star's Victory Versus Anime Sound Edition, which includes 21 anime theme songs set as background music for the game. PS3 version will cost uh, 1980 yen. It's about $110. What? Is that yeah. just for the album? Um, it, no, it's... I think oh, it's, it's for the game? Yeah. I think that's no the the CD that comes with the game. Oh, oh, probably it's like a bundle. Yeah, that makes more sense because I'm like that's an expensive 21 anime theme songs. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, it's probably what that is. Yeah. And um, recently, Namco Banda Games European Division registered some new web domains, including One Piece Unlimited World Red dot com, two other registered do- domains, Awakened Legends Versus dot com, and Awakened Legends Game dot com, could possibly refer to J Star Victory Versus. Okay, let's get into into some other news. In Europe, you you guys can expect fun things. 
Uh, One Piece volume. Yeah. One Piece volume seventy one came in at forty eighth place in Oricon's Japanese comic rankings for the week of October seventh to the thirteenth. In its eleventh week on the list, it sold an estimated what fourteen thousand thirty eight copies for a grand estimated total of two million eight hundred ten thousand nine hundred seventy three. Less than two hundred thousand to go, Ed. So the yes. three million. Yeah, let's get there. Come on. It's been out for a while. Buy buy two hundred thousand of those, Ed, right now. They're not that expensive, so it's only 200,000 times, what, five? Yeah, that's not that bad. Um, yeah. yeah. It was the fourth highest rated cartoon show on Japanese television for the week of October 7th to 13th. Got an average household rating of 8.2. Good for One Piece. And, and awesome. finally, One Piece Film Z came in at 27th place in Oricon's Japan, Japan Animation DVD rankings for the week of October 7th to 13th. In its 16th week on the list, it sold 290 more units for a grand total of 59,767 units. Wow, this segment goes a lot faster when Firecrouch is not hosting it. Firecrouch brings his own unique flavor to the show. That is true. I just didn't realize how fast this could go. It tastes like blueberry bagels. It's under, it's under five minutes. So, um, yeah, why don't we uh, go into the next segment? Ready? All right, let's do it. This is the manga recap for chapter 725, The Undefeated Woman. Let's talk about the cover story, Ed. It's Caribou's New World, hee hee hee, volume 41. He, Holy he, shit, he, a he. dinosaur! What? Look at that! What the fuck are you talking uh, about? Oh, I'm sorry, I cursed. <laughs> Holy shit, it is a dinosaur. Sorry, I was okay. busy. So, uh, myself. what do you guys we think have, of the cover apro- story? Apropos of completely we ha- nothing. We have a T-Rex. We have a T-Rex. We spend no expense. Spend no expense. Hair. Um, yeah, it Jurassic Park. swan for hair. Jurassic Park references aside. Um, yeah, the Caribou cover story has sucked for quite some time. <laughs> really? So, I think um, if it all led up to this gag, I'm satisfied. Really? I'm cool with that. Yeah, this is like because- the end. Because it's Law attacking Caribou and all them. Law? And it's awesome. Did I say Law? Yeah. I, I meant Cavendish. I mean... <laughs> no, I mean uh, Drake. My bad. Yeah, Law's at two places at once. <laughs> That's part of his power. Don't you know that, Steve? Why can't you give Law the dinosaur powers? <laughs> give, have him, give him both. Uh, no, but Drake, out of, out of nowhere, um, comes in. Um, and that's pretty awesome. I can't wait to see where this goes. If it just if it just totally shifts into Drake's cover story, oh, for the next great. thirty volumes, like he just <laughs> completely took over the cover story. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I really do see the cover story merging with the story, the the regular story, uh, at pretty like sooner rather than later. Um, because hey, I think what? we're gonna hit Kaido at some point. That's gonna happen. I I don't see us not getting to Kaido at some point. Right? So what, could this, what could this mean? Has Drake joined up with Kaido? Has he taken over his blobbity blue? <laughs> his metal island? His, me, his metal island? <laughs> metal. Metal. Me, metal. 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 Okay. 
Um, and, and I mean, there's also uh, the fact that uh, Kaido has an army full of uh, the false, the faux zone fruit users. Um, and then going in with the fact that Drake happens to be an ancient zone fruit user. Um, I think that. What that's... does Vietnamese soup have to do with this? Okay. Uh, Ed, you want to start the chapter off? Faux devil fruits. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we're back on the bridge between Dressrosa and Greenbit. And um, Doflamingo is sort of interrogating Law um, about what is going to happen to Jola. He says, and what he says is, you know what kind of family we are? That's interesting. Um, so like a mafia so family? Basically. Yeah. Um, she, she's going to give her life um, for, for the sake of Doflamingo. Yeah, totally she will. Look. It's, she, <laughs> she says it. <laughs> Gotta believe that and not look slightly down and to the left. Yeah. And so she books it and um, they keep talking. And he talks about Sanji, and uh, Duflingo talks about Sanji, and they, uh, it seems the plan has hit some snags. But it's, you know, he's, telling, he's basically, basically like talking down to Law, telling him that he's like being irrational. Uh, but he's like, no, it's not lashing out if I'm enacting someone else's long-held desire. And that's, like, apparently that's the reason, that's what's kept him. I don't think someone else's, I think he just means someone's long-held desires. It's not mm-hmm. lashing out if i No, I'm, he's, he's, he's talking oh. about someone. Oh, whatever, yeah. Whatever happened yeah. 13 years ago, that's what he's talking about. Okay. Yeah, and that's what's sustained him for the last 13 years. I thought he was uh, talking, I thought he was talking in the abstract, but okay. Yeah. yeah no, no. The royal we. I'm going to, I'm going to trust the one that, <laughs> that yeah. uh, translated it. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Stood up and for so Ed. The, the bridge stands and it's, uh. Starting to fall into the ocean as Doflamingo cuts it and Law opens his room. It's really cool. It's a it's a, takes up actually about two thirds of the whole page. It's very yeah. it's a, it's very nice like the water. Okay, uh, so we cut to the uh, the rest of the crew at the Sunny, um, who have of course just been sort of freed from the the, the immediate threat of Doflamingo, and uh, Chopper wonders if Traffy is okay. And uh, Nami is uh, sort of scolding them like, hey, you know, you're supposed to be watching for Doflamingo. Is anyone paying attention? Uh, turns out Brooke is. We're all clear. Uh, and uh, if he does come after them, Nami will just use her wind powers to blow the clouds away. Because as we found out last week, that's how Doflamingo uh, speeds around. He just throws his uh, string powers around the clouds. Uh, and... Uh, Sanji is on the phone with uh, Usopp and Frankie, probably Frankie, I'm guessing. Uh, but at any rate, he's telling him, OK, you know, remember, job number one, keep Robin safe. Um, and uh, meanwhile, Chopper is like, OK, so now we just have to hope that Zoro uh, meets up with Luffy. They're sort of monitoring the the progress of the the entire rest of the crew. Uh and Sanji says, you know what, uh, Law, Law's plan is for Doflamingo to fight with Kaido. Um, so as long as, you know, he focuses on not getting caught up in this, you know, he'll be fine. And uh, meanwhile, Momonosuke is staring out over the water. Um, of course, he just saw Doflamingo uh, in the, this last scene and uh you know as we know from back in punk hazard he had some kind of uh crazy traumatic flashback uh to hearing 
Doflamingo's voice, or, or I think it was Luffy. Luffy said something that uh, brought back some memories, and he's going into them now. Um, something that he saw when he and Kinemon and Kanjiro first came to Dressrosa. And they see this is sort of like the uh, it's sort it's of waterboarding. It's sort of, yeah, well, yeah, it's waterboarding a, and it's it's sort of like the uh, the the fixer after the boxing match, like scolding the uh, scolding the combatant uh, for not doing his job. You know, he's talking to these gladiators from the uh, from the Coliseum, saying, "Yeah, okay, so you won the fight, but." you did it by running around and trying to avoid getting hit. He's like, look, if you're not, if you're not going to, to, to strike down the other guy, if you're not going to make him bleed, then take a shot yourself. Uh, Cause that's what we want to see. We want to see blood. This is, you know, the whole point of the Coliseum is bringing out the, uh, the animal barbarity that uh, lurks beneath the surface. Uh, you know, people, that's what happens. You know, this is, this is our entertainment, blood and death. And uh, Momonosuke, of course, is looking on in terror. Yeah, Steve, in this scene, the role of Doflamingo will be played by Paul Heyman. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I understand. Are, you, are we talking about ECW, Paul yeah. Heyman? Is it, okay. We're just extending the Coliseum wrestling metaphor. Okay. Coliseum home video. We're going to take this Coliseum to the extreme. That was a terrible Paul Heyman, but I wasn't yeah. really sorry. Um, yeah, but he says, uh, get a grip. Um, yeah, so get on the ball with this as he slices his guy with his string string powers. Uh, we could actually call him that now. <laughs> he says, don't ever, don't ever fight like that again. And, and Kinemon is shielding poor Momonosuke's eyes. Well, by, the, by the way, Doflamingo is licking the blood off of his cheek. His favorite food is hepatitis. <laughs> Momonosuke is like, what is that red stuff? What is that red stuff coming out of his ears? When you're older. It's when you're old. raspberry jam. <laughs> it's, it's, it's jelly. Why do you always go to that voice? Because <laughs> I quoted Venture Brothers. With a name like Doflamingo's, it's got to be good. Okay, no, so. False. <laughs> Completely not, not true at all. It seems like um, as Del Flamingo <laughs> walks away, I don't know if these guys are saluting him or they're kind of just scratching their heads and they're like, yes, we understand. And then, um, and then of course, uh, in, now it seems like anyone from Wano that hasn't been revealed yet in the story, they just appear in all black um, silhouette. And uh, he's and this mysterious figure is Kanjiro. He says, and he, he's found Kinemon and Momonosuke. He says, I have found the port. We could borrow a ship there. This land is bad news. Wow, 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 Kind of like the, um, yeah. like the. <laughs> no, that sounded more like a tiny explosion. <laughs> They're kind of like the uh, the stage hands from like Kabuki theater. By the <laughs> way, they were um, all black, and we pretend we can't. That's see better than the. That's better than the reference I was thinking of. Oh, what's so that? Yeah, because you're like flashbacks ending, so it's. Yeah. Oh, your dude is still on that. <laughs> I am. Shut up. No, no, I was just thinking of back when. Um, Momonosuke when it was a flashback and he was all black it reminded me of this really odd terrible children's book of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and you know all the turtles looked like how they normally do except Raphael was completely black uh, no red headband uh, I don't I, I don't know I don't I didn't understand it doesn't explain it in the story um, if someone's an expert on that please let me know you don't have to piece the tweet you could just let me know um, 
One Piece. Uh, so then we go back to the ship, and and Momonosuke is saying, "Oh, when I just think about the fact that Kanjiro is held captive by that guy, um, you know, I can't control myself. I'm, you know, deathly afraid. Please be well, Kanjiro-san." He didn't say that. Um, well, maybe he did in the ja- in the Japanese. I don't know. Um, and then, of course, that serious moment ended with uh, Sanji being a goofball again. He's like, "Whoa, what's with that face?" If we could go through. Chapter without Sanji making that kind of face, I would be happy. And Sanji's just like, Oh, it, well, it depends on the kind of captive you are. <laughs> He's like, This is like, but most, most hostages are treated with respect. Don't worry. Uh, I don't know. Sanji, most people wouldn't respect the fact that you're a total pervert. Um, but I guess only uh, Violet knows just how perverted you truly are. And, no, I think we also know. <laughs> and then, of course, Momonosuke is just like, it's like how insincere I, I you're, you're totally thinking of something else right now, and it kind of flashes back to um, Violet. Um, we didn't see this scene before when Violet, um, right before uh, Violet and Sanji split. She's like, "Oh yeah, I asked a friend of mine to help, uh, and the government's going to protect me. I'm meeting them at the harbor." Wow. Doesn't uh, sound like it's going to go well for her. No, no, it sounds like. Well, I'll just wait till the next page. It says, then Sanji's like, "Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you'll be safe." Um, she's like, oh yeah, thanks to you, I've gained the courage to move on as, um, as the, as the toy horse cloppity cloppities, you know, towards the, uh, towards the harbor. You and, don't have a pair of coconuts? Uh, not, not on me, unfortunately. Yeah. Being, you know, New York, we have great access to, uh, coconuts. Um, uh, you'd be surprised, Steve. And Sanji says, oh, you could just thank me with a little kiss on the cheek, or you could read my mind and, um, be disturbed. Um. And then suddenly, uh, Violet is using her powers. She could see from far away. She says, oh, no, your, your ship is being attacked by fighting fish. And Sanji's like, what's a fighting fish? Um, yep. says, what the <laughs> heck is a fighting fish? <laughs> I'm sorry, was four kids dubbing these episodes? <laughs> it just seemed like a very... Uh, what the heck is a fighting fish? <laughs> I don't know. Insert pun. Um, but you must go help. And of course, Sanji just dashes away into the sky, uses his moonwalk ability. He says, Nami, I'm coming for you. And Violet, you know, just smiles to the sound of clappity clap. Dude. But what really, what, but what really happens here, dude? What really happens? Um, well, as it turns out, um, there are people, uh, carrying on from the previous chapter who clearly don't like Rebecca, even though she is really given it her all and then some, uh, but this, uh, Violet seems to be alerted by this and without any hesitation decides to shoot the screen and make it explode. And then she decides to go right to the palace, which is not the Harbor. That's weird. Hmm. Uh, now, I think it's kind of interesting to note that she shot the screen uh, when they're bad-mouthing Rebecca, which leads, uh, I guess it sort of leads a little bit of credence into my theory that Violet is related to Scarlet in some way. Um, but, you know. Scarlet who? You mean Rebecca? Rebecca's Re- mother. Rebecca's mother. Oh, right, right. Oh, her name was Scarlet? Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was thinking um, what, when you said Scarlet, I was thinking the monkey was, from that was Scarlet World. from Strong World. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't remember that that was her mother's name either. Yeah. But yeah, I, just you know, 
two That's colors. Right. Oh, oh, dear mother, I miss you. And then, oh, then Violet could do the whole shiki mm-hmm. joke with 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 with, with, with the gorilla Violet. That would be fun. Uh, Fan yeah, artists, right. get on that. Okay. Uh, I want to point out too that the uh, the the panel where she's she's like horsey and he says hi ho, uh, that is uh, that was actually an in joke in in the Japanese as well. The uh, the the Lone Ranger, you know, when he says hi ho silver, uh, in Japanese when they uh, uh, dubbed that show instead of saying hi ho, it was hi yo, uh, and that's that's what the horse is saying in that. Oh, so it's oh, so it's a so. Japanese dubbed reference of an American show from the 1950s. Yep. But from I the like way it. that from the way Japan did, it sounds like it just sounds like a toy horse that sounds like Ed Sullivan. Yep. Hey, Hi-yo. No, no, that'd be Heyo. Hey, was it Heyo? Heyo. Wasn't Heyo? Heyo. Uh, kill me now. <laughs> ah, well, uh, Stephen, that is a very interesting tidbit. That's why they pay you the big bucks. Um, and as uh, as we continue on, uh, we're back at the Coliseum, and uh, Kinemon and Zoro seem to be talking to somebody who clearly knows their name, and um, he's talking to them in uh, in in, in classic classic Oda crying language, <laughs> and it's it's my uh, my new favorite character, uh, <laughs> Bartolomeo, who is more. Uh, more interested in getting autographs than actually helping, but in earnest, he does want to help. Uh, so he's saying, uh, can I have an autograph if I get Mr. Luffy for you? And, um, <laughs> he's like a soft puddle of goo. He is. He's just a big mush. Look at him. Warm <laughs> liquid goo face. All, all, <laughs> he's all having he a fangasm. All he wants is okay, to. Everyone here has had one of these. Be the biggest fan. Yeah. I, this is like, Maybe the first time Steve met uh, met the love of his life, Jamichael Tatum. <laughs> See, I'd argue against that, but now there's pictures. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Moving right along. Oh, that's okay. We're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, was, I, I, I didn't know if that completely... That, that, that's how you want to end it? Okay. <laughs> Fun. I'm not going to stop you. Uh, we head toward the battle in the Coliseum, uh, zooming in and in to the Coliseum uh, for the Block D battle. Um, and the uh, a lot of the peons, I guess we call them, are losing. Rebecca's fighting one gigantic peon at the moment. Um, and as he... Really cool shot here as... Uh, as he swings his sword, Rebecca ducks under it and throws him off the edge. Um, and he lands in the water. Um, another, And then uh, Rebecca hits another guy who was attacking her and, uh, and kicks him uh, into the water. Um, not much else happening there. Some cool scenes, though. Wow, I just know she's not really wearing anything, is she? Nope. Nope, not really. She's wearing about as Make much it. as uh, Carrie Fisher in Return of the Jedi. That's true. Yeah. About and, as much. Uh, More so with a, a helmet. Yeah, it's not yeah. like that outfit even really formed to the body. It's like metal. So uh, probably get a lot of like, uh, you'd, you'd see a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Fe- female. Go on, Ed. <laughs> yes. Um, I like her graceful I, little trip. Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, what's the announcer's name? Yes. Gats. Gats. We always forget Gats. that. My With good reason. Entire pa- my entire page is narrated by Gats. He's talking. Uh, we see him first shouting into the into the Denden Mushi into the, the loudspeaker, 
and he's describing Rebecca's martial arts. She has it's called the Back to the Water Dance. And also and, um, um his his girls, his um his entourage sit behind him, they they can't stand the sound. I mean they're not covering their ears, but they're like, Oh he's really yelling. <laughs> you could tell. So she really sort of embodies the Japanese style of jujitsu, using like jujitsu and judo, they, you know, using your opponent's momentum against you. So she's managed to never directly harm an opponent, although she throw them into waters full of deadly fighting fish. So, yeah. okay. That's somewhat um, harmful, I mean. It, quite. <laughs> uh, she's never taken a single blow, which is why she feels able to wear nothing. So uh, all of her victories are by just knocking people out of the, uh, out of the ring. She's undefeated, and Luffy is very excited by that prospect. Like, screams big with the mouth open like that. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, like, it's Master and he, and he Roshi. Noticed, and he, and he <laughs> notices, too, that, that she uses the observation hockey. Right. Yes, that's, very that's important. important yeah. mm-hmm. um, pers- <laughs> and yeah, someone else double, calls it the, hockey. What's with the double negative joke, Stephen? I, I, think, I think it's that he... He is uh, he sort of has this internal battle going on between admiration for her fighting style and anger that she still hasn't been beaten yet. So he's he's sort of trying to uh, express the fact, you know, that that her fighting style is beautiful and it's amazing to watch without actually coming out in favor of it. OK, so he gets double negatives. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. No, sir, he doesn't like it. Um, so, I don't not like it. <laughs> um, so he, he keeps narrating and uh, talking about how uh, she will fare in the tournament with its, you know, massive, huge cast of ridiculously powered people, a uh, variety of styles, <laughs> and then we are introduced to the even Southern cough King- wannabe. Yeah, the Southern Kingdom of hey, clearly one of my relatives. Sorchistan military captain Rolling Logan. Uh, Ed. Ed, care to care to explain? I mean, because I, you know, I, I know. What? His name. Am I missing something? Rolling Logan. You're gonna have to explain this one. Doesn't this sound like somebody famous? Hulk Hogan. I. It kind of rhymes. I don't know. Hulk Kogan. See now the now the 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 whole Coliseum would be a million times better if these guys were able to cut promos. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but he's well, Cavendish breaking news. Cavendish got to, but I don't. Maybe like I jumped the gun here, but Stephen, do do you think this is at all, you know, a pun off of Hulk Hogan? I don't know. Um, I mean, the, yeah, the the Logan. I think it is. It's close enough like that, that you could say, yeah, the 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 visual look maybe not so much. I mean, he almost looks like a. I think when it, when he first appeared in the the lineup originally, I I was almost thinking of like Tiny Tim, the uh, the singer. Oh man, yeah, because uh, he's got like the a, sort, yeah he, the creepy hair thing going on. He looks like a brute in the Kiss Army. Yeah. <laughs> well, then again. He's, Thicker bones. He, he, he just looks white right now. That's the problem. Yeah. I remember when it was so odd um, when I first saw pictures of the One Piece anime when I was reading the manga. I wasn't used to seeing Luffy with the skin color. So it looked really weird. Huh. How's this chapter going so far? It's good. Uh, who's next? Uh, oh, yeah. So 
we are we switch now to the the waiting room under the Colosseum where all of the the combatants who have already fought are waiting to get get seen to by the doctors here and uh Sai is having an argument with the clerk here um because he he wants to see uh his gramps Chin Zhao, Don Chin Zhao, uh who has not come out of the the medical room yet uh and he's saying yeah like you know Come on. I mean, I, he, I know he's a tough old guy. You can't kill him, but he's still he's getting up there. Uh, so he needs his help. And the clerk says, uh, no, you don't understand. See, the the exit is on the other side of the medical room. So he's not going to come back out this way. You know, he just he leaves out the other exit. It's like, oh, OK, so that's how it works. Uh, oh, sorry. Jeez. I mean, God, I'd, I'm so sorry. I just feel awful. And then he gets down on hands and knees. I beg your forgiveness, uh, which was he didn't really use this joke very much. I think Oda used it once no. when they were first introduced in the yeah. here, here it comes again. Uh, but it's his turn now. So he he goes into the, the medical room and gets on the examination table. And it's like the. Um, Oh man, it's not Violet Beergard. Who was the other girl who uh, wanted the golden egg in Charlie? Baruch Assault. Baruch Assault. Yeah. yeah, he basically they're like, okay, commencing examination. Then he just hits hits the lever and he falls. Yep, he's the bad egg. He's like Mr. Burns' office. Yeah, that's I was thinking I, Mr. Burns. But, if we if we want to make a Simpsons reference, I was thinking can we? A lot, can we? Yeah, I was thinking a lot more. Um, it's a lot more season three. Homer at bat. Ozzy Smith. The mystery spot. Oh yeah, the yeah. That's oh, true. Ah, ooh. <laughs> it involves a double questionation point, so you know it's it's unlike Ozzy Smith, he hits the ground. Yes, Steve on, on the last page with a big kadoom. Oh my God, we're stopping with the automatic. <laughs> was not Zach said, "I'm stopping the recording." Steve, you're done. Get out. <laughs> I'm just trying to read the manga. Get out. Uh, and of course, um, size like, yow, geez, what is this a mountain toys toy? And someone says off, off screen toys and warriors as we get a huge, um, panel just pulls back showing in the foreground, just a mountain of lifeless toys, very creepy looking toys. And we see some of the losers of the past tournament fights. There's, um, you know, Elizabeth Hajrudin is the first one you freaking notice though. Yeah. But Elizabeth Ricky is down there. Um, uh, Jeet. Was it Jeet and Abdullah? Uh, and yeah. yeah. They're down there. Oh, uh, and of course, Don Chin yeah. Zhao is there. He's easy to spot now with his, uh, oh, with his yeah. pointy head. Some and they're saying, like, yeah, it seems all the uh, tournament losers have been dumped down here. And Sai is, just, you know, enraged. like, what does this mean? How do we get out of here? And uh, uh, Dagama. Dogma, okay, yeah. Uh, Robotnik. <laughs> Robotnik. Uh, hey, Ew. man. Dogma says, there is no escape. Doflamingo tricked us. This is an act of war, King Elizabeth. Yeah, of course. These freaking idiots all thought, oh, well, he's giving a devil fruit, uh, getting a powerful loji away from free. Oh, man, what a deal. <laughs> he's got He's got to be stupid to give that away for free. Yeah, he's what? the stupid one. One of these guys clearly wants to be a dentist. Let that sink in for a second, then you'll get it. Uh, it's an Island of Misfit Toys reference. Oh, oh that was too God. 
You that plebs? Was, <laughs> that's pulling for strings right there. Yeah, well, good pun. Ah, pulling a couple strings. Ah, that's good. That's another toy joke. I actually wasn't joking. I just, I grasped for straws. Anyway, um, we, we get why, what doesn't even make sense. Oh, you're just pulling for strings there. That makes no sense. Yeah, uh, well, even my sense. king punch won't break these walls, says King Elizabeth. And uh, Blue Gilly says, um, I think what these walls are, it's just the solid earth. There's no way we're going to be able to break this. And uh, Hack, who was a total hack fighter, apparently. No, I'm pretty sure he's pretty powerful. I uh, says, uh, this is, I can't, it's like, I don't think they're going to be treating us down here. <laughs> really, Hack, you think so? And <laughs> Don Chin Zhao has the last panel of the chapter. And a funny one, he says, I just might need to curse Doflamingo to his grandson's generation. Um, do, do what you feel familiar with, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that ends the chapter. And uh, Stephen, this is, we have a week off after this. Um, yeah, they didn't actually mention this in the uh, the English issue, which I think was just an oversight. Uh, but the Japanese one said it would be off next week. And I haven't seen a chapter yet, which I would have by now if there was one. So, yeah. Two-week wait. So, uh, yeah, thoughts thoughts on the chapter. I'll start with you, dude. Um, I thought it was really great. This arc is going all sorts of places. But it begs the question whether or not uh, Sanji and the rest of those guys are actually going to be joining the fight um, at Dressrosa, the, the impending battle. And uh, and I'm wondering what Oda's got up his sleeve in terms of that department, or if they're just going to sit this one out. I, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't think I think they're sitting this one out, and I think they're going to meet at the next stop. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm leaning toward. There there is sort of a feeling. I mean, it's not obviously the the causes are very different, but there is sort of a, a that kind of um, Baradier to. Uh, to our long saga sort of thing where you got half the crew sort of already on its way to another location or at least, you know, strongly connected to another location with Law telling them to go to Zoe and meet up with the rest of his crew. Whereas, you know, everyone else is obviously clearly stuck on the island or otherwise, you know, locked in the the battle to come. So, yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that. Uh, Steve? I really like this chapter because, of course, it's continuing to further the plot. Even though it was, I think we, at this point, had figured it out that this is what's happening to the tournament losers. They're yeah, you know, yeah. being made into toys. I think it was, was it the Tontadas that said that? Um, I, I don't know if we know if they're getting made into toys or not. I, I personally was thinking that this is just the same place they threw the toys away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, definitely, because you, you see they have a bunch of, of those exhaust chute things exactly you can can also see the the one toy that we saw getting thrown in there right in the foreground of that big shot Uh, you never know what it could be is they're probably waiting to gather up all the losers and then this guy that has a devil fruit ability might just like just drop down there like hey uh, i'm gonna take you and put you inside this toy and you in this toy yeah but then what's the purpose of that exactly and what's the purpose of throwing them down there in the first place um to rot away to i mean who knows it keeps keeps it out of the public eye i guess well, yeah, he, I mean, on the other hand, these guys are not getting captured by the Marines and the Navy. Yeah. Um, Ed? I, um, I didn't even get to finish. Oh. <laughs> no, Steve. Steve, just fine. Can I finish? Can I finish? All right, I'm finished. <laughs> no, um, 
I'm glad um, I'm getting to see some of the characters, the previous characters from the Coliseum, because I thought some of them definitely owed have paid a lot of attention in their design. And I think to the point where these guys aren't just going to show up once and never again. So it seems like there's uh, there's more in store for those characters. Maybe they might join up in this huge battle against the Don Quixote family. That would be interesting. I, Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think Luffy's going to get more allies, just like Whitebeard. I, I honestly think Luffy is going to pull Whitebeard towards the end of this series. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think so as well. Um, I, I liked uh, Momonosuke's little flashback of uh, Dolphamingo's, um, you know, true colors. He's he's one sadistic, uh, whatever the hell he is. I know what you're uh, One thing I want to go back to the beginning of the chapter is on the first spread. Um, maybe it's not such a big deal. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But when Law said, I'm not lashing out, I'm fulfilling someone's long-held desire, is he referring to himself? Or is there no, something no, I, I mean, we, we talked about this at the beginning. It's apparently mm-hmm. referring to someone else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, any presumably someone, Presumably someone who is dead, who... I think so. You know, maybe something law, from 13 years ago. Right. I, smell, I smell a flashback. Um... This is one other somewhat unrelated thing. Um, I'm sure it's someone we don't know, the someone there. I, I'm I'm relatively sure. But I was thinking this week, and it's it's somewhat related, but somewhat unrelated to this chapter. But um, kind of, I th- we talked about at the beginning of the arc, and that's kind of Ace's connection with this, since he was in the Spade Pirates. And I think uh, Spade is one of the armies that Joe Flamingo had. Um and I was also thinking, I, I don't know if we've ever mentioned, but Ace's hat as well has that same smile, also with the frown, and mm-hmm. that was also used at the very end of uh, the Marineford arc um, with the actual symbolic smile, uh, frown and smile before he died. Although Oda did say <clears throat> in an SBS that that was complete coincidence. Oh, he did? Yeah. So, But then the, it seems odd, though, at the same time, that there's also the spade... Uh, pirates at the i mean the is that all coincidental or is that uh i don't know i i personally think it's just a play on the ace of spades yeah i mean card suits and it might have something completely it's just completely different from what we're seeing here yeah and i also think that you know the the idea of having the card suits you know we've seen oda use a lot of different sort of organizational structures with the enemies and i think it's just one of those things that's it's too universal and uh, too, too kind of convenient and evocative not to use at some point, you know, with given the length of his story. And I, I think it was just a, a weird, you know, slightly inconvenient uh, coincidence that he happened to use that one image already with Ace. Okay. I want to throw that out there before I forgot mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I agree with Steve. I'm, I think the the thing I'm most curious about uh, in this chapter is the f- is the first page and exactly what Law's vendetta against Doflamingo is all about. And I mean, it's been clear from the very start that there's something that happened. Because why would he just do this for no reason? Um, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go, yeah. Uh, yeah. Any any other any other? Points well, everyone is everyone happy that um, that the Bartolomeo story is continuing? Of course. Oh, yeah. I can't wait till he meets the rest of the crew. <laughs> yeah. He'll collect them all. Yeah. It's going to be like Billy Quizboy in Venture Brothers when he was meeting the rest of Team Venture. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I could see and then they all start I think Nami's going to charge for autographs. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was all I had that hadn't been said. So you can. Any other any other thoughts on the chapter? Uh, I I really I liked it a lot, and I mean there's nothing wrong with any of the scenes, but I still think that the the best moment in this chapter was the cover story was the cover page. Absolutely. Yeah, I, it's nice to finally see that going somewhere. Life <laughs> I found thought it was way. fun. Yeah, but I like it. I, the, you mean the whole cover story? Yeah, I I didn't have a problem with it. I thought I think it's fine. I think it's fun. Um, actually, it made me like uh, Caribou a whole lot more, to be honest. Okay. Am I am I the only one? I mean, yeah, Just I guess about. I about. guess I am. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I tend not to give Oda a super hard time. Like people complain about uh, him not fleshing up female characters, and I'm like, whatever. Yep. So, okay. I'm usually I'm usually very satisfied with whatever I'm reading when it comes to this. That's not a, that's not a bad way to that's not a bad way to look at it. No, it's true. Yeah, it's good to go in with a positive eye. I think it's funny that we mentioned like the uh, you know what's going to happen with with uh, Bartolomeo and the other crew members because whenever I never uh, I never try to predict what's going to happen in One Piece unless it, it's something really stupid with uh, secondary characters because I, I just think that's a little more fun and easier to easier to guess. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so I guess that's it for the manga recap. Ready to get on to the next segment? But yes. Okay. This is the Toonami Recap for episode 228, Duel Between Rubber and Ice, Luffy versus Aokichi. I actually took notes live while watching this on Tsunami. It's rare that I'm up that late. I didn't take notes, but I did watch it live on Tsunami, which is important. Uh, we're, we're in the really good episodes here. Um, I guess before we get into it, though, let's talk about ratings and trending. Um, so this on uh, October 12th, so last week, One Piece got an 843,000. Um, squarely in between Naruto's 937 and Soul Eater's 786. Uh I'm, I'm a little sad about that number. I'm hoping it continues to go up, though, as we enter into Water 7. Um, this episode was a lot better, I think, than last week's episode. Um, anyway, 843 compares to Catcher and Sin's 738, um, which is not kicking it out of the water as much as I would like. Uh, we also have Trending, and One Piece did very well in Trending. That's for this week, for the episode we're about to talk about. Uh, in the United States, One Piece trended, uh, which we all always love to see. But worldwide, both One Piece uh, trended and Luffy trended. Um, so that's really cool to see. Uh, so don't forget to tweet it. Um, we've been, we talked about it on the Toonami Faithful podcast a little bit, but uh, Twitter trending counts to something. We don't quite know what, but it's up to, I think, the network's. Uh, how much they want to take into consideration in the ratings. Um, so if it trends, which it has been, uh, I think they look very well upon that. They look good. It, it looks good. Um, so, Ed, let's talk about the episode. Uh, yes. So at the beginning of the episode, we're basically recovering from what happened at the end of, uh, at the end of that. And they really, I think they really pulled off um, the moment sort of um, – with Robin getting frozen at the end of the last episode. They didn't drag it out at all. It just sort of ended on a very abrupt note last week. Uh, but, um, but then the, uh, they have the party with, uh, not the party, the fight with 
<laughs> close, was, close. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a party when you think about it. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, but, and then we had the, the fight with um, Luffy and Aokiji. And uh, it really does take Luffy out really fast. It's really, it's, you know, it's how, showing how strong he is. And, and Luffy, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know at which point you're talking about, but uh, Luffy, like, takes his biggest attack that we know up to this point, which was uh, Gum Gum Storm, and immediately gets beaten. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah that, that's really, it really foreshadows the, yeah. The, how strong sure. they are. Yeah. yeah, Luffy pulling out the Gum Gum Storm, it's a good way to foreshadow uh, development of gear second later on whoa um, spoilers <laughs> right yeah whatever that means yeah, yeah. um I, I forget what exactly this was re- uh, referring to uh probably i think that what happened with robin um but usopp wanted to disobey luffy's orders also foreshadowing so mm. Yeah. Mm. so there, there's that um and uh oh th- a little further uh earlier in the episode when chopper is sort of trying to keep it together when he's talking about how to diagnose or how to fix Robin. He's just, he, he's so, uh, he doesn't even know what he's doing. He, he's so adorable. He, he can't deal with all the sadness. But he finally does get a hold of himself. But um, watching him freak out for a little bit was a... Yeah. Little... I know it kind of, he was freaking out, but he's saying, hey, I'm trying my best, right? He's like, here, we yeah. got to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Emotional doctor. That's not the kind of doctor you definitely want operating <laughs> on you. Oh my god, no! Don't die on me! Your kidneys are failing, but it's okay. We're gonna do something. It's like, uh, I, maybe a new doctor? <laughs> uh, a lot of Aokiji noise okay. in this uh, in this episode. Always always good. And they usually put it like under uh, like with silence, so it's always like usually the only sound happening. And I, yeah. I did really like, and I keep forgetting his name, but he did he did a really good job. And Jose talked about it. Um, I think. Sorry. Uh, oh God, name name is now escaping me. Really, this is your double fruit power, isn't it? Uh... Give me a moment. Okay, as he thinks about Jason that. Douglas. Oh, Thank you, Jason Douglas. Oh, my ovaries. Um, <laughs> it was Jason Douglas as Aokiji. Uh, he does a very different job than the the seiyu, the Japanese seiyu. Uh, but it's it, he did a really good job. Well, he does a different job. You know, he's voicing him in English. No, no, I mean, I, <laughs> I think he ta- he has a very distinct take on it. But I really like it. Oh yeah, definitely. that's that's what I mean by that. Yep. Yep. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and Aoki goes into this whole big monologue, sort of an epic foreshadowing monologue for all of us. But um, it's like, Luffy can't hear you, man. You, you're frozen. He's not going to hear any of this. I think that's why he's saying it. <laughs> I, uh, but the whole montage is, is great with um, – uh, I forget what exactly was in the montage because I watched it three days ago. But um, I think it was also like when they're pouring the water on Robin and with, with the – the montage as well, the crewmates. So yeah, I think he was saying it as they were panicking, essentially. Yeah, yeah. which mm-hmm. again, Chopper probably you shouldn't panic. It's your job yeah. to do this. And then he's uh, as he's driving away on his bike. You always ring your bell for the dolphins. Yeah, I I really I do really like that scene when he drives away on the bike with the dolphin. <laughs> um, and then after the uh, the episode break, the half halfway point, um, Chopper announces that. Um, that Robin has recovered, but he really sort of buries the lead on it. It's like, everybody, she's okay. <laughs> Remember when he does that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Robin is not sleeping. We see. We her managed to avoid drowning. <laughs> um, and then later on, Nami is reading from her journal, sort of narrating the scene. 
And that's like something that they never do anymore. Yeah, I, I tweeted about that. Like, what are we in some sort of civil war documentary now? <laughs> Dearest Prudence, I am on my way to. Yeah, you know. If you've seen a History Channel reenactment, no, that was uh, no, that's from Ken Burns' The Civil War. Okay, Ken Burns. Oh, was... Well, that's not. <laughs> I guess yeah, that's a better reference than what I was making. Um, it was weird and. It it was clearly you know supposed to be in in English or English like language, but it it was completely illegible. So it's like okay, Nami is writing a letter that's completely she has terrible handwriting and it's about nothing. It was weird. It was a weird device because it has never been used and it was never used before and it hasn't I, been used. I thought since. it was okay. I mean, I thought it was weird, but it was it weird. Yeah. I don't know. It took me out of it for a minute. Well, the second half of the episode really slows down the pace. Anyway, I thought it was still good though. No, it was funny though. There was a lot of really good humor in that second. Zoro Zoro calls Sanji a cigarette snorkeling dartboard. That's a new one. I love I like the it. I love the Sabbath veil uh, back and forth with everything. Also, when they went to retrieve Luffy and they both spoke at the same time and they're yelling at each other not to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Jinx, you owe me a cook. I wrote yeah. that down. <laughs> um, yeah, the crew is just being the crew. We always we always like these. They did it. They did it. Um, I think after like the Laboon arc and the. In the um, uh, Baroque Works saga, mm-hmm. they're just goofing off on the boat. Yeah, we don't see that enough in the series, so I'm really. I mean, actually, we see that a lot in the anime, but we don't always see that in the manga that much. So I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Luffy being the comedian, everybody goofing off, and then basically Luffy antiques himself and reenacts the freezing. Yeah, everyone on Twitter was like, "Oh, Luffy finds it really funny pretending that he almost died like ten minutes ago." <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> It's that kind of sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Uh, uh, isn't that kind of dark of Luffy? Like, hey, remember when I almost died? Yeah. You know, fuck off, man. We were all worried about you. <laughs> I don't know. I find that really. I like that kind of humor, so I, I found that very funny. And then uh, Luffy does the um, sort of like make make me food, Sanji. Make me food. That that joke. Um, that that that's not bad though. No. Uh, <laughs> um. And then Usopp uh, gets to tell more lies, and Chopper is sort of, sort of really into it, uh, like like he uh, like he usually is. But it was really adorable in this episode because the the whole episode, the whole second half of the episode, had a very good mood about it. Everyone was happy. Yeah, it was the complete opposite of the first half, which was kind of weird, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's Frog doing the front crawl. That did happen. Oh, and uh, I, I want to know. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You don't just glance over that line. That is probably <laughs> Sunny Strait's best line read, and I don't, you know, care about all the Lu- fighting Luffy stuff. That is Sunny Strait's best line read in the entire show. This is why we have you on the show, Steve, so you can talk about these things. Thank you. Um, I think even the commentary they they point out that line. They're like, "Hold on, we have to hear this." It's okay because Sunny's like, "What are you talking about, Luffy? There's nothing like holy crap." Yeah, it, I'm not even gonna try to do the rest of the line because I won't be able to do it justice. Uh, definitely one of the times I've laughed out loud watching the show. I mean, I've done it tons of times, but I don't remember it too well. That I laughed out loud. It's oh, it's one of my favorite Usopp moments now, and it's such a minor moment in his character. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a great a straw hat. Can I say, how about a great straw hat moment? I'll yes, yeah. Ed, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, then, uh, I don't know, I just wrote this down at the potato pie because it made me think of that, um, the scene from Futurama. And it's like, so good. They're like, sex, but I'm having them. <laughs> <laughs> they were, 
having what was it paella it was or it's, something pota- it's like fried potatoes no no i mean i pa- paella isn't that the spanish dish pa- pa- no 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 paella oh it's paella okay yeah, it's I, th- I thought they were paella, saying paella. Paella. Yeah. Paella, paella i mean i mean you should know better it's, it's hopeless to try and reason with luffy swimming frogs to the spirit of adventure yeah <laughs> um so yeah they they literally sail straight toward a lighthouse which i could tell you is a terrible idea yeah uh usually um <laughs> yeah so she is she isn't able to stop him from wanting to eat the uh fro- wanting to eat the frog so you got to go with him so then a train comes that's yeah. weird on the water oh uh, train trains don't exist in the world of one piece as at this point so What's the point when the whole world is islands? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just have to find out. It was mm-hmm. the reaction was amazing. Uh, also, the heave ho uh, was interesting, <laughs> funny. It is an interesting touch. Uh, we're we're gonna go into the anime recap uh, right after this, but I, I just want you should really note if you if you've watched both the difference in Usopp's attitude from this one to the next one. I think they. They're actually really cool to watch both of these episodes, like, mm-hmm. within the same period of time. We'll talk about it a little more in the next segment, though. So, good episode this week. Uh, oh, the, yeah. the, we're getting into the really good stuff here. Some of, like, my favorite episodes are the exploring, uh, what we're about to explore. Um, so, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I think that's everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Watch One Piece every Saturday night at 1 a.m. Uh, Eastern and Pacific on Toonami Tweet it, tweet it, and watch it. Tweet it twice and watch it. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into the next segment. Okay. 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 This is the anime recap for episode 617, Caesar's Defeat, the powerful Grizzly Magnum. Bear Gun. Um, this was a really cool episode. Uh, Steve, you actually just... Oh, first off, we have Funk here doing the anime hey recap with up? us. I'm back. How's it going? Doing okay. You know, fixing some stuff that I broke on the, on the website. <laughs> but other, other ways, peachy. But it's because something very cool is going to come in a few weeks, months, Hopefully whatever. so, yes. Yeah. Um, Steve, you uh, marathoned through the last few episodes, uh, and we didn't really get to talk to you about it, so what do you think? I... I since I wasn't on the podcast, I decided to like live tweet a little bit. So, but since you um, want uh, you want my opinion, I'll be very brief. Uh, Six sixteen, I thought was freaking awesome. Uh, really, the 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 Caesar and Brownbeard stuff was was great. Caesar had some awesome facial expressions. Really great animation. Superb acting by Rio Se Nakao. Just guy continues to you know be the best damn Caesar he could be. Uh, it was freaking awesome. The punch at the end, incredible. Um, 617. Well, let's get into that now. Um, Wait, that's the six, one we're recapping. Six, no, so he meant 615. Oh, you meant 615. I meant 616. Last week's episode. Yeah, last week's episode. Yes, um, my bad. My bad. So 616 was Smoker versus Law. Uh, no, not Smoker versus Law. Smoker versus Virgo. Kick ass. It was really badass. Like, was, I, it was a great fight. Yeah. I enjoyed watching. I think the anime definitely took its own liberties, but it was badass. Yeah, it's. It I, was I, intense. It was definitely one of the more intense fights I've seen in that show at some time, and I got more kicks out watching that fight than like anything out of Fishman Island. And the, it was, the, I don't. Yeah, Funk. It was hockeylicious. 
no, it was it was really the choreography was really cool, and it was it was very different than what we've been seeing. I think the anime has been a lot better recently, so I'm I'm really happy about that. It's it's been better ever since the Transformers episode. Yeah, it's like it hit a low point, and it's just been going to good places since then. Um, so Ed. Let's start out at six seventeen. Let's talk about this grizzly Magnum thing. Like well, a- first you have to talk about Sanji, and he's being really stupid in this arc. <laughs> so just getting super aggressive and be like, "Oh, you know Nami, bruh, Zoro, bruh. Yeah, Sanji's not that smart. Uh, on the other hand, Zoro is not that smart either because he starts running toward the crew and does not see for some reason that the Shinokuni is behind them and runs in the other direction. Yep. And he's also still carrying Tasha again on the shoulder, so there's also that annoying part of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's, not, let's not talk about them anymore. <laughs> um, oh, we can also see Mocha with, like, IVs and shit in her arm, so. And they, now they have to actually lift her out and choppers on top of them, right? Yeah. Uh, but now back to something I actually want to see. Um, the humming uh, machine. Oh, when um, Virgo and Smoker are sort of cleaning up. Uh, <laughs> Law is cleaning up. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um, it's uh, that was unnerving. That's sort of the humming machines. I thought I, I really like that. Um, it's just a flesh wound. I noticed Smoker uses two of his reserve cigars. I guess you yes, call them. Yes, I I did. He actually takes two cigars from his jacket. I wrote that note down. Yeah, I don't remember him ever doing that. So that was I thought cool. Usually I feel like he just has them already in his mouth. They're just yeah. constant. Maybe at the maybe when we first met him, he did that, but mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. we don't see that that often. So, yeah, I, I like Virgo doing his best, you know, Black Knight from Monty Python, as I said before, uh, the flesh wound. Um, Law has a very unique set of skills. So it's um, he, he's basically able to if he can if he knows the attack is coming, he can never be hit. Just that's the takeaway that I, I took away from uh, that fight. Oh, yeah, because he comes after him again. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't go so well for him, <laughs> which I don't remember if that happened in the manga. Um, it doesn't really make sense how it happened at all, because he has no <laughs> legs. And he was he, No, he pushed, jumped from he pushed, his arm. Yeah, he oh. pushed off with his other arm, yeah. That's okay. how he did it. I forgot about that, apparently. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, the whole conversation was very intense. I guess cutting his head apart makes him shut up. Yeah, yeah. It's Virgo's just, like, trying to tell Law what to do, essentially. And it's like, if I learned anything from Lost, is that you cannot tell well lock in that case what he can't do and he essentially <laughs> and not essentially he actually cuts his face in half and i th- i think he still didn't shut up right he, did he talk after that or he shut no up? i don't think he no, did he, that's sh- he shut up i like how he's mounted on a fucking fence yeah and law just is, leaves and it's like oh this room's gonna explode soon so have fun with that yeah yep. that conversation was very intense but then we go to the main part of the episode, which is Caesar versus Luffy. And uh, when the billing starts to collapse a little bit, Caesar just sort of gets ridiculous. It's not even a laugh anymore, but Shororo is it's just an exclamation, even when he's angry. Not when he's not even when he's laughing, it's just something he says. He just really likes saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we have not learned that by this point. He likes hearing the sound of his own voice. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, he monologues a lot later on in this episode. A lot. I, and the thing is, he should be getting punched sooner, since that was the running gag, is that he monologues and he gets punched. I mean, he does. It does happen. But I feel I like I don't have that much more. of a problem with it, what happened this episode. No, I um, don't. Yeah, that's true. Luffy and Caesar have the exact opposite reaction. Like, Luffy's cared, like caring about his crew and whatnot, and Caesar would like all of his crew to die. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. A very I mean, it's, it's the obvious observation. But, 
Um, Caesar just expects people to take all of his abuse and rightly they're shocked when he's like kill all your friends just do it listen this to Caesar Uh, and and you forgot to mention that Usopp while in the secret room uh, no no no, that that happens before this no 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 I'm not even talking about that scene but he's like getting whack-a-moled by rocks falling (laughs) from the ceiling which I just found very funny it's like okay I'm gonna hide here oh shit there's a rock falling from the ceiling Um, but yeah so Caesar just goes on a massive tirade, but like saying shit that like he was trying to keep a secret three episodes ago when he was trying to shut up Brownbeard. Now he just gives no fucks. He got punched in the face. He gives lost. zero fucks. Yeah. He lost whatever kind of filter he had after he got punched in the face. So twice sort of cha- changed for him after that. Yeah. Oh, those dents. Oh, that, that's no. painful. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're funny. Those, like three times and three places. <laughs> it, it, his face makes no sense anymore. I think I yeah. could say that. It's just this, like, contorted in weird directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, go on. And I, I wrote down here that uh, Usopp was always good at hiding. He's hiding behind that rock in the secret room. Like, and all the guys are like, hey, where'd he go? Like, they all don't know to look behind the rock. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. Very true. Hey. They have other things on their plate right now. That's true. Um, Caesar didn't seem to have them all sort of, you know, brainwashed for him. Right. That was pretty yeah. sad where he was just like, oh, he must have a plan for us. Let me push the button anyway. Like, uh, really? You're, really? You're, really? You think he's going to do that for you? Yeah. And it's, and it's clearly just that one guy who thinks that. <laughs> I mean, I think there were like two others. So like, yeah, maybe I could see that. And the rest of them are just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then they open the vents and, and the Shinokuni comes into the big room and like Caesar's on gastroids. <laughs> I mean, really, it just sort of, he inflates his body like Gekko Moria did. It's, it's, it's basically the same idea. Anyway, um, and they keep showing a close-up of Brownbeard's face like two or three times throughout the episode. And like, no, he's just still knocked out. He's not doing anything. But they, he's like, he's, it's, like, it's like they expect him to react and he's not reacting because he's just passed <laughs> out. What the heck? <laughs> See, I'm not the only one who noticed that. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so, yes, um, uh, Caesar just keeps getting crazier and crazier. This is really his last great monologue uh, before he gets destroyed, so he drags him out, I think. Um, and he did. Yes, yes. He certainly um, did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry, Caesar. Luffy has Luffy always a plan. He never, he never run away like you would. <laughs> um, when he's in his big Shinokuni monster mode, I think I thought his crown looked like an upside-down jellyfish or an octopus. I yeah, you, you, did, you were telling me you don't like the crown. I thought, not that I don't like it. I just think it's stupid. It looks, well, sort of, it looks well, like a bubble. Well, didn't um, – I don't know if this was on – this might have been on Grand Line Gaming where Greg explained that there is a, a pun with Caesar Clown and Crown. Um, I'm not the guy to explain it. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's the maybe it's the letter L is not like – it doesn't maybe exist He's the been same Caesar way. Crown all along. I knew it. Uh, I, I knew it. Yeah, but back to Usopp in the secret room. But that was actually like one of my favorite parts of the episode, where Captain, or besides the obvious at the end. Well, I, I mean, we were talking Captain, in the Captain Usopp. Yeah, well, in the anime episode, I mean, the tsunami episode from this week, it was it was typical Usopp from that point in the series where he's like, "Who am I? I'm Captain Usopp. I do this and this." And here, Usopp's like, "Are you dissing my captain right in front of me?" And, and he goes into this whole thing about. You know, the captain, the captain. He's always been, like, Luffy's hype man. Even back during, um, back in, like, uh, 
Sexy. Well, I don't think he always. I don't think he always was. I think he was. I I don't, I don't think he was until. But even back then, he was. Maybe it, it. By that point, I think he was. But then. I think yeah. it was that fight with Usopp and Luffy that really turned him. But he into... had he had elements of that before. I thought. Even before. But I think they were. I think what. I think a lot of uh, what Oda was planting in that fight is that Usopp didn't really have that kind of the same kind of allegiance as everyone else. He he was there, you know. He was friends with them, but he wasn't. I don't. I don't think he realized that he had to put his ego or uh, whatever he had in, uh, you know, his uh, kind of made-up world where he's awesome and has eight thousand followers. He had to put that aside, and he has to follow the captain, and. I think this speech that Usopp has here is just so just shows how much his character has really progressed, and it's this really strong and really um, intuitive uh, speech that I think we all wish Luffy could hear. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that he's all like, if Lucy, if Luffy ran away, then that give, that gives us reason not to follow him. But because he never get backs down, you know, that's why we we have his back, and that's why he has our back. I like I like that part of the the whole speech that he yeah. gave. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, yeah. So uh, I thought the, the music and pacing were great all in the last half of the episode. That was very good. Um, yeah, so. it really looked beautiful. That whole Grizzly Magnum scene. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, with Usopp reiterating, um, believe, believe in Luffy is the whole thesis of this show. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's. I accurate. thought, yeah, I thought having the Usopp dialogue go over Luffy Charger's attack was awesome. Definitely felt a lot of motion going into this, um, like kind of like a crocodile kind of defeat. But I don't think it had as much impact because I felt like Caesar kind of floated away more than just got. <laughs> yeah, you know, automatopoeia. Do, do, <laughs> do you believe in the Luffy that believes in you? Yes. Yeah, I knew I knew a girl in the gone reference was gonna be nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought there was like old school cartoon like in that uh, in the music with the grizzly magnum a little bit at the beginning of it. Uh, and then there was the and then there was new music at the end, yeah. Yeah. Um they I like the I like the combo. The the old music was really good. We hadn't heard it in a while. I I mm-hmm. thought it was well well placed and the new music was really cool also um steve steve but i thought when they were doing the hand thing it's like doing the test of strength like yeah. hogan and warrior at wrestlemania 6 or something i was Endless thinking test D- of strength i was thinking dbz because there was a lot of that with vegeta and goku and yeah they do that yeah. Part, <laughs> kind so. of when they were like ah and at one point vegeta just headbutts goku <laughs> oh right right i love yeah exactly well, that's a great fight yeah uh, uh no but i i think I feel like that lasted longer in this episode than it did in the manga, which is a hard thing to judge because the manga, you could read at your own pace, obviously. But I, I, I felt like there was more of a back and forth in the at that very last moment when he, they kind of like clasp hands, essentially. It's romantic, yes, but um, it, it, I still think it was very well done. The animation looked really nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Luffy's yeah. face, you just like feel it. Um Caesar's face, Caesar's whole body. I I've, I really like the way the anime actually handled the Caesar transformation. It was creepy. It was cool. It was weird. It, I think everything it was supposed to be. It really um, did remind me of, of Moria, though. I, I like I, that. Well, it's it was exactly the same. I forgot concept. to mention that I was getting the total Moria feel from it. So I, I think it, we thought that in the manga too. I mean, it's the big mouth and purple. Yeah. There you go. I think Moria's voice was a lot more annoying. <laughs> Yep. Oh, yep. dude. Oh, yeah, indeed. Yeah, but 
Although don't they find, both have, I don't find Nakao annoying at all. I, I find him to be a freaking oh, yeah. genius. Yes, yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, final thoughts on the anime episode. Uh, yeah, Team Caesar's blasting off again. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens next. Same yeah. here. I want to know what happens to Luffy's hands because, you know, they were partially transformed by. We're gonna the... have to chop them off. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Beat everybody. Do like a gum gum uh, pistol and whatnot with just stumps. Gum gum stump. <laughs> gum gum stump. <laughs> this is getting really sad. Um, anyway, uh, let's go on to the next segment. All right. This is the Piece Together segment where we take your questions, comments, and theories. This week we have a phone call, we have emails, we have Twitter, we have Facebook. It's a good week. Um, why don't we, really we have a phone call. We have a phone call. Why don't we listen to that first? Sure. Hi, uh, this is uh, Josh from uh, Texas, and uh, I just want to ask, uh, what direction do you think we're going in? Are we going to meet Kaido? directly because of all this talk that we heard about him or are we going to go back to big mom secondly what do you think about the theory about kaido being the emperor of uh wano uh that's all okay so what do you what do you guys think uh about kaido here it's you know it's it's very interesting because of of course i don't know but i'm thinking (laughs) with this whole arc is it the doflamingo arc or is it the Kaido arc? That's a good point, yeah. If it's the Doflamingo arc, it might take some time before we see some Kaido. Because I think Kaido might... Like, it's not as soon as... Um, you know, as soon as Smile is going to be uh, ceased from uh, from being produced, it's not like all of a sudden Kaido's going to be like, well, time to go to war. Like, it might... You might have to suffer some long-term effects first. Yeah, uh, I can Big Mom as well. Steven? Right. Yeah, I could see it being similar to the Big Mom situation where it's like at the end of this arc, then there are consequences and we'll get a glimpse of Kaido or a hint of him, uh, you know, in silhouette as Oda loves to do. And then, you know, he'll start into the next thing. And maybe that's that that is when it actually starts to to rear its head as a as a major story issue. I don't I don't think it I don't see it being like similar to to punk hazard where for the most part it was fighting Caesar. And then at the end, Doflamingo was like, well, shit, I gotta, I gotta step in here and, uh, you know, make an appearance. I don't necessarily think it's going to sort of balloon into the next arc directly from that, but I could be wrong. Well, well, let's think of it this way. We know Luffy is going to fight and beat all four emperors, right? Uh, he already has a vendetta against big mom He's going to have a vendetta probably against Kaido or somewhat affiliated to Luffy. It could be Law. Who knows? Um, We know he's going to fight Shanks at some point. And we know he's going to fight Blackbeard because that has been being – that has been set up since Jaya. So, I mean, we we know Luffy will at least have a chance to fight all four of them. And knowing the way Shonen series work, he will probably live and succeed. Um and probably have a reputation that precedes him as having beaten all four emperors or something along those lines. Who knows? I mean, obviously, this is a lot of wild speculation. Um, but on that note, I, I, I do agree that I think Kaido and Big Mom 
are things that will come in the future. I don't think that this arc is leading up to that necessarily. I think Kaido is much more likely to come before Big Mom, which is kind of, it just shows what he was really setting up at the end of Fishman Island with Big Mom, because I feel like that could actually be a really long way yeah. down the line. Um, I see yeah. Kaido or, or, coming first. It, or, or it could even be be a situation where, you know, in the aftermath of this arc, when we know that sort of Oda is setting up the the seeds for Luffy having all of these sort of semi-powerful figures in his corner, like the that the 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 big mom angle could be more of a way for Oda to depict, you know, like with Jinbei being sort of Luffy's figurehead at Fishman Island, like that that may be used more as as like an example of here here's what things are like in the new world where you have these massive crews and like fleets of people who are fighting on your behalf and you know that may be more of what the big mom story is about than like say Kaido where it might be a little more head to head with with the straw hats I, I mean we talked about it in the manga recap as well um I forgot who brought it up but in the fact that the now imprisoned lost uh, the the competitors and in, in, in the basement, mm-hmm. I, I don't right. know what you want to call it, will probably come to form that army. I mean, Luffy definitely has the potential to do that, and it's been clear since Marineford when I forgot who said it, but Luffy's greatest power is to easily get allies. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think I, I do agree with you um, that, but I think he also needs it against Kaido. And as we saw in the cover story this week, it's clear that Kaido has some really strong allies with him. Um, but we don't probably, know that. Probably, sure. probably. We don't know that, right? We don't yeah. know. Right. <laughs> well, but, we we um, don't have advanced knowledge of what's going to happen. What about um, Kaido being the emperor of... Uh, Wano? Wano. That I, don't, that I don't see as... I mean, the island where we're placed right now with Caribou is, is do we assume that's where um, Kaido's home base is? Yeah, it's, that would be, it would be a jump of logic, but I suppose it's possible. I mean, it, it also begs the question of, like, how the hell is Caribou carrying on with this, like, ridiculous saga right under his nose for so long before, you know, someone comes to, to break it up? It just sort of seems like given that Kaido is such a powerful and overbearing figure that, you know, they, they wouldn't be able to get away with that kind of stuff the way that they did. We know nothing about Kaido, too, which is mm-hmm. the only one of the four emperors. Like, we don't even, we don't know any of his quirks. We don't know anything about him except for the fact that he is an army of uh, Zoans. Zoans. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot there. And I'm really excited to, to see what the, he entails. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave the rest for a discussion for another day. Okay, you guys want to do emails? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's start with um, CPM. Uh, I think I, I think that's – oh, Connor. His name's Connor. He says, hey, guys, it's kind of funny that Sanji ended up staying on the Thousand Sunny and going with Nami, Chopper, Brooke, and Momonosuke to Zoe. Um because just as the group uh, was splitting up, Chopper said that at least we'll have Sanji to protect us. Then he freaked out when he found out that Sanji was a part of the team to destroy the factory. Uh, do you guys think that Chopper is psychic? I think that's the real <laughs> question there. <laughs> Probably not. Hmm. 
Well, he he is an animal, so maybe it's sort of like you know when they know I when know. an earthquake is about to hit or something like that. He can he can sense impending disaster. I I think mm-hmm. that I think that it actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, I guess we could go to the next one unless there's anything else. <laughs> this one comes from Noah. Hey, One Piece, awesome cast. We're changing our name to that, by the way. Yeah, I guess we're the awesome cast now. I like that name a lot. Then we better. have to I, then we have to like tell people well, what's an awesome cast. Well, it's like it's a podcast. <laughs> Except what's awesome. a podcast? Well, a podcast is. Uh... Anyway, he has two questions. If it's not too much trouble. Uh, does anyone want to know the name of the ancient kingdom? Um, shot. Let's just, let's just <laughs> don't, we won't answer that or else we'll get shot and not die. Um, if Blackbeard were the president of the United States, what do you guys think would be his first act as president? Now, these are the questions we like. Getting. Free cherry pies for everybody. <laughs> no, I, wouldn't he hoard the cherry pies? Maybe, maybe his... His healthcare bill would just be like replacing everyone's heart with his own. Or all, what is he? What is he? Yeah, like ripping out everyone else's heart and taking their powers or something like that. National Dentistry Day. <laughs> okay, now you guys are just naming things he needs, not things he would actually <laughs> um, do. Is Blackbeard the kind of guy that's looking out for the people? No. Then why why are you getting on everyone's case? <laughs> I, I have a better Blackbeard question. Didn't come here to make friends. What would Luffy do if he were president? Meat day. <laughs> Every day is meat day. <laughs> All right. I guess I've worn that. I don't, I, I don't think Blackbeard's one for the people. No, I, I would agree. Follow your dream day. I don't know. Career day. Every that day. is lame. Uh, career day, really? <laughs> well, it's not like someone's like, hey, Edward Teach would make a great uh senator why did why sent okay uh branded uh asked his question and that is before his nobility and devil fruit were revealed i always thought don quixote do flamingo or should i say don quixote dio flamingo was a flamingo who had the hito hito no me the human fruit model uh and then he wrote colon pimp uh flamingos are evil bastards well, he has the he has the human human fruit model pimp, um, that I think makes complete sense, right? But now that I think about it, it is still possible. Maybe Do Flamingo was a flamingo found by one of the celestial dragons and was fed human human model pimp fruit, and later on he ate the string string fruit because, okay, because Ito Ito no Mi rhymed with Hito Hito no Mi, and he oh, could eat two fruits because he's a D. I think this is the most brilliant theory we've ever had on our podcast. I think that goes. This guy clearly wants the D. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think Greg would agree that that's the best theory ever. Um, Okay, next one comes from uh, Alexander, who said, "Hey guys, I realized something a week or so ago. After a year before, almost a year uh, before the sorry." That Steve said. Almost a year before the manga that uh, came out, which revealed Doflamingo's devil fruit, uh, chapter 682 came out, and that is where Doflamingo was first seen at Dress Rosa with his crew. And you guys speculated on what his devil fruit would be called. Uh, well, I remember Greg did, at least. Uh, I just thought I should mention that, and P.S. I'm surprised Ed has not said cromulent for a few episodes. Was I saying that a lot? You always say that. I usually I say it in the piece together, because a lot of the theories are just like, that's I think you said it last week, but it was well, it was like in between segments or something. Yeah. 
It isn't my no. It isn't my uh, my everyday vocabulary. Yeah, we'll that's, that. that's for sure. Um. And um, we have one more, one more email. I think one more. Uh, remember, guys, put peace together in your email. I'm being nice this week and going through my inbox. Um, but if I missed yours, it's probably because you did not make the subject header "peace together." Okay. This one comes from Roanoa Sanji. That's an odd combo. Uh, I was rereading punk, the Punk Hazard arc, and I think I found a plot hole so deep it has dropped one piece to the bottom of manga rankings. I think oh, you God. might be exaggerating. We have to Maybe. cover this up. <laughs> no one mentioned this to people. Uh, this is so big that you might have to dedicate an entire segment to this email. All right, get ready. In Punk Hazard, we see lots of centaurs, some jaguars, and gaytars, too. <laughs> it is because, presumably, Law used his ability to swap legs of poisoned pirates with the legs of animals. I think Law cannot physically harm anyone in his room. Even if he cuts someone's head, they are still alive. So it doesn't make sense how Brownbeard and his men are able to use the legs of other animals as their own. I was thinking this too, actually. Uh, when Kinemon's lower half was attached to Luffy, it was still able to move on its own. Luffy was never able to control them as hind legs like he mm -hmm. wanted to. Should the upper half of the animals who should be alive uh, be able to control their legs? And then he, he ends this, Yes, I have done it. I have found a plot hole in One Piece, which was thought to be impossible. I don't think anyone ever said that. <laughs> no one ever did say that. Uh, but thoughts on this? I mean, this is actually something I, I, I don't know if we ever discussed it on the podcast, but it, it did come to mind. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if if you confronted Oda with this, he he would say something about like Kinemon's willpower being such that like Luffy could not control his Kinemon's legs or, you know, something, something along those lines. Whereas, you know, if, with this, if it's just an animal, you know, the, the, the human mind can overpower it or something like that. That's, that's what I feel like Oda would say. That, that as, sounds as about right. Excuse, right. Or, or it had to do with farting. I mean, one or the yeah. other. Um, Ed, I think it's about time to. Peace the tweet. Yeah. It's time to piece wow. the tweet. Ed, what, what do you got for us this week? Well, I got a question from uh, Bart the Terrible, uh -oh. which is and has their, as their Twitter uh, logo, a terribly drawn picture of Bart, apparently. Um, <laughs> due to unsurpassed deductive thinking, I strongly believe Yorkie and Corgi are related. What do you think? You know, just might be. They're both guys. Yes, that's true. They are both guys. And they're both characters in One Piece. What? What if? Um, seems like they're both they're, named after dogs. That might. Yeah. What if their brother is is a uh, Vice Admiral Dalmatian or whatever the guys? <laughs> are we mentioning a Vice Admiral that isn't Strawberry on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Dalmatian. No, no, no. He's not. And, and Ed, I think you're being a little too mean. The the bar is actually not drawn that bad. It, well, it's not drawn. Oh. That bad. Oh, oh, I thought that was, it's like, it's, some, it's drawn in some kind of style. I thought it was actually, like, supposed to be him. That's what it looks like in the tiny well, it's little th thumbnail. It's Bart. It's if, it's if Bart and Bartolomeo had a son. Kind of. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of funny. What's it supposed to be, though? It's if Bart and Bartolomeo were the same person. 
<laughs> Look, we should be encouraging Simpsons One Piece crossover references. I think I didn't. I didn't get the reference at the first. So, at the first. At at first. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sidechan asks if you could choose any one One Piece character to dress up in any costume for Halloween. Which character and what costume and why? Hmm. That's a good question. We need a Dennis on for this. Yeah, this is yeah. just a Dennis question. Um, who do I Sanji could be Beetlejuice or, you know, that guy who sings that song. No, I think they mean... <laughs> uh, how about we just go with Beetlejuice? <laughs> let's, 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 let's be above just current media. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know that guy's I like name. to see Sanji in the Beetlejuice suit. I actually like that idea. No, I want to see Sanji dressed up as Mr. Pink in uh, Reservoir Dogs. Well, it's just <laughs> take that... out his 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 button up shirt, place it with white shirt. <laughs> Done. I was going for the meta joke there also, but um... well, Zach, you're just not good at any kind of joke. Aren't I've you? met I've Zach. I've met a bunch of jokes, and that wasn't one. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is tough. <laughs> Um, it's really. Because I feel like if, like, in order to differentiate it from just plain old cosplay, like there would have to be some kind of Halloween angle. So I, it sort of feels like you'd you'd have to gravitate towards like a Thriller Bark character or outfit or something. I would like to see Frankie cosplay uh, Gigantor. <laughs> well, now you're saying cosplay, though. I mean, Frankie is obviously Frankie. Dress up for Halloween. You don't necessarily have to dress up as someone that's, scary. That's true. That's true. No one does really. Yeah. And Nami and Robin will dress up as sexy blank. Um, yeah. <laughs> sexy Luffy. <laughs> sexy Zoro. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. Halloween. And, in a nutshell. And, and, and people, people, you know, like, yeah, we're joking. Uh, Oda's probably serious, though. He's <laughs> like, ah, oh, Nami should wear a napkin. <laughs> It's funny because it's going to happen. Ed, you can continue. Catherine Bush, who asks, I think One Piece will be more popular once Naruto and or is over. I think she Uh, meant Bleach. Oh, okay, yeah. I think she just forgot to, yeah. Right. Oh, that makes more sense. Both are in their final arc, so it's only a matter of time. Yep, a couple more years, right? (laughs) Uh, One more year on TV in America for Bleach, I think Bleach, um, the manga, is going to end within the next year or so. I don't think that's a absurd yeah. thing to say. It definitely seems like it's wrapping up. Everyone seems to say that Naruto, it's like right in the middle of its final battle right now, too. It's just a very long final battle. Yeah. But it, from, the, from my skimming of Naruto, it looks like it's really getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely coming to a head there. But... Do you think that once these shows end, people are just going to warm up to One Piece all of a sudden? They're like, oh, hey, I'm going to get into this 700-chapter story. In, in all honesty, I think it actually will bring more people in the, in the United States um, yeah. who are who read either legally or illegally. I think they're going to like, oh, wait, there's not that much that's still running, and I, I want right. to still read a running shonen manga. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think pe- people who maybe have been reading these all along or have been like long time Naruto and Bleach fans might like by this point, maybe they're, you know, they just know that they don't like one piece. It's like a stubborn thing with them and it's not going to necessarily win them over now that they won't have anything else to read. But I think, you know, people that are still getting into manga, uh, you know, if it's, you know, the, the ongoing stories where things are changing each week and, and stuff, there's a strong allure to that 
for, you know, people looking for new stuff to read. And so I think that it'll continue to grow uh, here. If you have friends out there who are Naruto and Bleach fans and they're bummed about it ending, just shove the, you know, some One Piece in their face. We got 20 more years. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah. that's something to think about. <laughs> Next question comes yeah. from Knight Alboardi, who asks, um, well, it's not really asked, it's more of a statement. The sh- shadow in the chapter made me think that Kondro is Scupper Gabon, Roger's former crew member, and he sends a picture. Just have the same hair things. Kind of. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not, not him. It's, it's cool. No, I think the, the shadow in this chapter had like mustache lines it looked like. It, it looked like it was coming out of his uh, face, not out of the, his forehead. I don't know. I, I, it's a silhouette, so those change anyway. Um, yes. I, I, I'd be a little surprised about that. And by a little, I mean I very highly doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, all right. The next question comes from One Piece at a Time. He asks, I must be the only person who likes Caribou's cover story. Apparently not on this episode. The dude likes it. Yeah, the dude yeah, likes but it. he's gone oh. now, so you're the yeah, only so. one who likes it. <laughs> you're screwed, also, also he says, um, screw Straw Hats playing with animals. Devil. I like Strong Straw Hats playing with animals, especially the last one where they did the... Uh, the submissions from fans and, as we learned, I think, Brooke editors. walking a bunch of dogs and afros and turtlenecks? Come on. And, oh, the night at the museum with Usopp and Brooke? <laughs> I love that one. And yeah. there's one where they're actually on a radio show, or Luffy's on a radio show with a board. Yeah. I, that's, like, podcasting almost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I, like, uh, I like those, so no, no, don't yeah. screw them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next question comes from Ibrahim2712, who asks, Why do people call One Piece Kitty when it has slaves, wars, and other dark themes that make it far from a kid's show? Steve? Um, I think I know the answer to that. Uh, those people that call it Kitty haven't seen it. <laughs> they just they, they, they haven't watched it. They just look at it, and they see it's cartoon. It's like, oh, yeah, it's good stuff. But, I don't, I don't know if you want me to get more in-depth with that. I think that's... I, I, it looks... It does look less um, adult than I think a lot of other manga. It's um, it's very colorful. Um, and they're also the fart jokes. But, you know, fart jokes are funny to adults. Men. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Naruto used to have humor now. It just seems like... Uh, it seems like everyone's, like, just a stiff... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's really more just that it has a, an incredibly broad spectrum of sort of depictions of stuff, and the fact that there is, you know, there there are elements uh, to the show, particularly like in the way it looks, and you know, characters like Chopper, that uh, do appeal to kids, like just that presence there in in a lot of people's eyes, especially those who. Like, you know, people of an audience that is tend tends to be like adjacent to the one that is. So in other words, like like teenagers would see that and they think, oh, God, that's, you know, what I just used to be into when I was a younger kid. Uh, so obviously this must be kitty and it must be dumb. Therefore, like they tend to have a stronger sort of rejection impulse uh, towards that that kind of stuff when really, it you know, if you watch it, it's or read it, it you know, it has a it has all kinds of stuff in it. At the same time, I think, you know, if and when I have kids, I would definitely want them to read it. I think it's a, I think it's a really great story to grow up on. 
uh, especially mm-hmm. since it keeps going. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, whenever I do, this, it'll still be going. So there you go. Well, plenty yeah. of reading material. Ed. Yes. Next question comes from Gurrenstar, who asks, what would be the worst devil fruit power you can have, including anime and made up? I made one up. It's the taste bud, taste bud fruit. So you have taste buds on all of your body. Oh, God. That's weird. That's horrible. How about, <laughs> I, I got one. Um, the swim swim fruit gives you the ability to swim really good. <laughs> but you can't use it because you could never go in the water. Exactly. That's um, the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyone else? I feel like we've gotten this question a lot, so it's kind of hard for me to answer it in a different way. It's not going to make it up some more shitty devil fruits. Um, you, you could say, like, the gas gas fruit that makes you gassy, but we just got that, so. Yeah. Let's see. We could do the. Damn, Oda, take away all, taking away all our jokes. <laughs> the nothing fruit that does nothing. Yeah, that, right. wasn't, that wasn't even funny. Okay. We're already afflicted with the simp simp fruit that makes us speak in Simpsons <laughs> references. Steve actually has that power better than anyone. Really? I think I think you have only had conversations in Simpsons quotes before. Have I? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But are we talking about what my devil fruit ability is? Because yeah, it really is the worst. It's um it's just the yeah the voice acting knowledge fruit. Or the Simpsons <laughs> references food. I had to, I had to be, it's funny, I do have a small little tale. I forgot to mention this to anybody. Uh, someone saw my, you know, banana meat thing, and they're like, oh, and I'm like, oh, wow, someone actually gets it. It's kind of cool. And they're like, yeah, Troy Baker was great. And I was like, it, all right, I'm like, okay, Steve. And, I'm like, and I had to think, I'm like, okay, I have to answer this, but not come off as a total douche. And I'm like, uh, it was J. Michael Tatum. I'm like, no, it wasn't. And I'm like, Look in the program. <laughs> so He's here. Like, Go ask him. I'm like, here. I'm like, all right. Wait, just do it on my phone. I was about, no, I know him. No, no, no. You know, he did that. Act like a fucking. No, I'm not gonna do that. I oh, know. I thought he I did mean, that. That was Steve no, was saying what he didn't. Do. Oh, okay. What I didn't do was no, no, no. But I was like, all right. You know, see, you know, it says here. You know, Enaru. It's like, oh, but that's not the video game. And I'm like, <sighs> video game. Okay. <laughs> Never doubt Steve's devil fruit ability. Okay, yes. next question. Yes. See, I brought it around. Next question from Illusion Devil Fruit, who asks, uh, my theory is Sanji and CIA? Anyone else see this? Okay. Uh, I guess he means the Central Intelligence Agency. I guess. Anyway, uh, <laughs> is, is Sanji and CIA won't be back to this arc till the end? Maybe the he means the, the crew. The rest of the crew, like Chopper, I don't know what the I and oh. A stand for, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But um, till the end of the with the rest of the Heart Pirates. So, do you think Sanji's really going to be out until they come back from uh, Zo? I, I mean, I, that's what I think. I, I think they're going to have kind of their own adventure from this point. Some, someone strong has got to be with them. I think that makes the. I think that that'll make it kind of interesting because at least they're not separated in the way that they were during the two years arc. It's still groups of them, so you can yeah. still get that interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I'm really excited to see the rest of the Heart Pirates. Yeah, I, yes. yeah, I would really, I would like to see that happening at the same time as the other stuff because then, like, their group would not just be the oh my god, we're in trouble now. Oh my god, we're in trouble. 
someone save us type of group. Like they could actually be doing something cool and constructive in the story. Cause, cause uh, shit's about to go down in Trust Versa. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although Brooke, I think is totally capable. Brooke and Sanji are totally capable of handling themselves usually. Yeah. And even just Chopper. Mean, like, like if it wasn't for Jola, you know, having really entertaining powers, like that whole little side story would have just been like, oh God, we're in trouble, save us. Oh God, we're in trouble, save us. And, you know, that's yeah, not yeah. necessarily the most compelling story development. Good point. Mm-hmm. What's next, Ed? Yes, from Sai Chen, who asks, what if any's lobby has no night because one of the planetary objects around Earth is constantly reflecting sunlight onto it? Yeah, that was always that always Possibly. made no sense. That's um, that makes a that makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah, that's that's the only maybe there's satellites in the One Piece world, some sort of Bond villain you know satellite thing that sends oh, it. Oh God, did, just, <laughs> did you make a <laughs> die another day reference? <laughs> I think that was also the plot of Goldeneye and Tomorrow Never Dies. All right, but so, Goldeneye, Goldeneye was awesome. Wait, everything was Pierce, everything was everything was all about the Pierce Brosnan yeah. movies had the same plot. No, no, four of them had um, satellites. One of them had oil pipelines. Probably also that's had satellites. True. Yeah, <laughs> there was a big thing in the '90s, Ed. I yeah. you wouldn't Satellites, understand. Man. They're sending stuff into space <laughs> and pens. Stay in there and yeah. pens. pens Clicky, cool. clicky pens. Yeah. I think it's. Give me that gold, Natalia. Sorry, <laughs> it's it's probably an artificial satellite that is reflecting light there. But the thing is, uh, it's also blocking the sun out over another town, so that the business magnate can maintain his. His hold on the the power situation. See, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna Did say you make an alabasta reference. <laughs> Did you actually make a One Piece reference on the One Piece podcast? No, that was a, that Mr. was a who shot Mr. That was Burns. Mr. Burns blocking out the sun. Oh, never mind. It was just another Simpsons reference. <laughs> yeah, I should program here. I'll make I'll make the One Piece reference. Maybe it's just Eneru creating some sort of like ball of light. You just want Eneru to come back. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? What's your obsession with him? Really? Coming from the guy who literally lifted him up. Um, <laughs> next question. Next question comes from Ash, who asks, um, and you got this idea while watching the final interview with uh, Mark, Chop- Mark, uh, Mark Chopper Reed. I don't know who that is. Anyway, um, if you could have Oda base a character on any famous person, who would it be and why? What quirks would you like them to have? Okay, this is really tough. Yeah, this is tough. But can I tell you someone that popped into mind and I just said... J. Michael Tatum. <laughs> no, Zach, that's your mind. Not really? Mine. Really? <laughs> no, no, Zach, really you. That's what I should be asking. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Perfect. No. Um, okay, brace yourselves. This was something that popped in mind and I just said, yeah. Robin Williams. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, just have him just be his his zany, annoying self. No, and just make a bunch of voices and just overact. Uh, he'd fit right in. You know who would also fit right in? Also, seventy sitcoms. Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito yeah. would fit right in. No, no, like I, I don't want. Like I don't want to say something stupid. And you know, someone's like, it's down called Steve Austin." I'm like, "That's not that interesting." You know, it's just a bald guy I want to go to all well, it's Steve Austin I'm not saying Steve Austin it's interesting but I'd want someone to be zany you know someone that totally fit in the One Piece world um, Dick Cheney I I, I don't know <laughs> you already got a bunch of Dick Cheneys in the world government you really <laughs> yeah, yeah shooting people all the time <laughs> oops I shot a guy in the face uh, he was, was going to know the name of the ancient king 
surprisingly good Dick Cheney impression. That was a surprisingly good Dick Cheney impression. <laughs> I was watching an interview with him, and he actually mentioned his similarities to Darth Vader. Yes. <laughs> that was on 60 Minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, I watched yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen. Um, St- Stephen, did you have one? Oh yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't think he would necessarily fit in with like Oda's sort of character design patterns, but I, I, you know, other manga artists have have done this, and I would really like to see Oda basing a character off of like Freddie Mercury or something, just like some ridiculous. Yeah, I, th- I always thought even cough was no or uh, no. Mercury. No, uh, um, no, that's um, that's Curry. Uh, yeah, that's I'm sorry. Remember uh, Peepwee uh, Lulu? Yeah, yeah, but. Well, he, he had short hair and mustache. short hair and visually, mustache. Visually, yes, but like the character-wise, I don't, I don't know if he was necessarily that. Like, I would like to see the guy doing like you know, sort of his his on stage like super flamboyant rock star presence sort of thing. I agree. Yeah, that would that would be cool. I don't know how the hell I mixed up Tim Curry and Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Um, that's gonna bother <laughs> just me. Just like I don't know how I mixed up Bartolomeo and Cavendish. <laughs> that makes more but sense. But that became a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm making a joke. It's Go been on. so long. <laughs> <laughs> been like a month. It was weeks ago. <laughs> okay. Ed? Sora, Sora to you, yeah, asks Re- um, Rebecca being a boss? Yes. Cavendish Rebecca? Yes. Maybe. No. <laughs> I'll just say no. Um, I think it's like, do we do we ship Cavendish and Rebecca? Oh, is that what that means? Yeah, that's what that means. I don't spend enough time on Tumblr. I'm sorry. I don't know. Usually the slash, that's what I take it as. Um, maybe, may, uh, maybe I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Are you just saying that that's who it's going to come down to in the... You know, the end of the round? Yeah. Oh, that, make, that yeah, makes sense. That, that, that makes that sense. Definitely. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. That makes more sense. I, well, wait. Um, yeah. I mean, it could also be a, the other thing. But, um, yeah, I think Cavendish and Rebecca will fight. They seem to be the most... They seem to have to be the characters with the most most lines. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it's usually how you can tell who'll be last. Well, Bartolomeo, it's not like Bartolomeo had um, a lot of lines. He was just peeing in the water and all that stuff. <laughs> I forgot about that scene. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Excalibur 1100 asks, uh, what nice cameo by Zach in last week's Shonen Jump podcast. Who will get Ace's Devil Fruit? He said Burgess. Any more thoughts? Zach, you were on the Shonen Jump podcast? Yeah. Uh, as you know, I think Jason asked a question about Do Flamingo. Uh, I, and they were asking uh, who we think is going to get the Devil Fruit at the end. And I, I, I said Burgess. Yeah, I cameoed. I didn't say who I was. So if you listen to it, I'm the one who says Burgess. Oh, what was it? Just their panel? Yeah, I just they were they were asking for theories on things. So mm-hmm. I just went. There were people who went up to the microphone. I went up to the microphone. Cool. Yeah. Why oh, not? okay. Yeah, I missed that panel, so I had no idea. It was a fun panel. It was actually they filled up a huge room. Like they did a good job. Um, but yeah, who who do you guys think will get Ace's Double Fruit? Okay, I don't have like a certain answer, but I think. It's a. It's gonna be a villain. It's gonna be an adversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, yeah, and I'm a Logia user. You know, I'm fire. You can't stop me. Zoro learns how to cut fire from Kidamon. Boom. Take him out. Nice. Mm-hmm. I would. I would love to see Zoro beat. You know, like a a, a main villain at some point. I think that'd just be awesome. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a lot of the. Can Sanji do, do it? That. 
I'd like to see Brooke do it, actually. Brooke or Frankie, I think. Yeah, Brooke, I, I think Odin isn't giving Brooke enough credit. Like, he's kind of one of the cowardly guys. He's an awesome fighter. Right. But I think it's just, I, he's, he's very comical, though, and it's so much more fun to hear him scream like a little girl, like when he was running <laughs> away from Kinemon's torso. Um, yeah. I think when I said my theory earlier in the podcast about the ace and Doflamingo co-minglement, I don't that's not a word, um, the how how did Doflamingo get his hands on the fruit on the devil fruit, and I'm, I think that's where my mind originally went as to why there might be a connection between Ace and Doflamingo in some respect, mm-hmm. hmm. um, because it kind of like it kind of seems a little random that Doflamingo even has the fruit in the first place. I mean, he was in Marineford and he could pull a lot of strings, so I mean that might be the hey. answer to that. I did not mean that for that pun, but it's a good pun. Yeah. It's a good pun nonetheless. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, I, I still really think Burgess would be a really cool pick for... I, I, let me explain why. I, I think I explained it, but I was like under the spotlight, literally. Um, I, I think Burgess would be a good pick because we know we're going to be fighting the Blackbeard Pirates. I think uh, you could throw in uh, Steve's theory, Zoro fighting Burgess there, and that's the number two versus the number two. And well, I, I didn't say Burgess. I just said a villain. Right, and I, I think it would. I think that would work really well because Zoro could fight Burgess with the firepower. It fits all together there, and Luffy could fight Blackbeard. We know that's going to happen. Um, yeah, that's all yeah. I have to say about that. That's yeah. all I have to say about. I could, that. I could definitely see. You know, if it does, if it's not Luffy or some other sort of allied character who who ends up with it i could definitely see it being like a okay that guy has the power and then they just disappear and so there's no resolution right away and then it has to be dealt with later that's that's how i see it playing yeah um i also don't see this tournament ending normally so i think whoever gets it might just steal it um yeah they didn't win the trophy but they have it in their possession exactly yeah uh okay next question ed sure thing um, Josh Pong asks, how would you guys feel if Kondro had eaten the rabbit rabbit fruit so it could be a Usagi Yojimbo reference? Is that, that's a comic, right? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. Hey, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he does have, like, the silhouette did have the, the sort of, like, ponytail top knot thing. I, I don't know. Is that a thing that people like? I've never read it. Uh, I don't know. I've never read it either. I mean, I know it's it's been around for for years and years. It's a pretty venerable uh, series, but uh, I don't know. I don't think it necessarily has any recognition in Japan. So That's it's right. it's unlikely as far as like Oda's inspiration. Mm. Okay, go on it. Sure. Next question or last question actually comes from Rorano Asanji. Why, unlike other Zone users, Chopper can't turn into a human? Others can turn into an actual animal, then why not Chopper? It's a good point, actually. Because he's a main character, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, isn't... Like, when the others turn into other animals, they're still, they still have their own features. And that's, their own that's a good point. Yeah. Sort of human style to them. So I think it's just the reverse of that, is that Chopper can do... Like you know, eighty percent or eighty-five or whatever to to being a human, but that's as far as the powers. Will. Diaz Drake still has the hair. We know that at the very least, yeah. he has that ridiculous hair. Yeah. Um, and we know Lucci. I think is probably the best example. He had his. I think he had his goatee still, right? 
I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like Jabra still looked like. And he wore was, pants. Was, he still wore was pants. still walking around on his <laughs> yeah. hind legs. Kind of cat, cat wears pants. But uh, there were different transformations, if I re- re- recall, with uh, Lucci, where he actually transformed into, what was he, uh, Cheetah? Jaguar? Leopard. Leopard. <laughs> They're all the same to me, which is probably the issue I'm having. Um, but he transformed into, it was a leopard, I think. Um like, but just like a regular leopard. But I think he still kept his facial features. Um, the, and the, th- the whole thing is now Chopper looks like a monster. I guess Chopper's human form just looks like a really bulked up human now at this point. Like a steroid infused crazy person. Mm. Yeah. Um, like a Bane, but with Chopper's voice. <laughs> um, anyway, I, is yeah. that everything? That was it for piece of tweet. Okay. Was there uh, stuff on Was there stuff on Facebook? You said. Um. There's nothing. Nothing that we haven't already gone through. So just don't forget, guys. You can always leave your questions on Facebook. Just post them on Facebook. Post them in the comments. We will read them. And don't be afraid to leave voicemails. This it's always nice answering. You will get played on the show. You'll get played on the show if you. I I often get asked, "Can I be on the One Piece podcast?" That is the easiest way. You could talk for a while. I mean, not for like twenty minutes, but. For a couple minutes, and we'll put play it on the show, and it will be unadulterated. So just put it. Uh, so just uh, call us. You know the phone number. We'll say it again at the end if you don't. Um, so you guys want to round off the podcast? All right. <laughs> This has been the unofficial One Piece podcast, episode 291 for the week of Monday, October 21st. Um, good episode this week. We had uh, the intro. We had <laughs> Toonami, anime, news, manga, everything you love. The manga will be off next week, so we are giving you a very special treat, and that is an interview with Stephanie Young. Uh, also, Bagel Time will return next week. We actually have a... We, I actually have to do a bunch of recordings with Fire Crouch, sit down with him, and do some bagel time with him. So those will return next week. Um, we will probably have some more Kickstarter segments next week, so look forward to those. Uh, since there's no manga, that means we get to do a lot of cool and fun things. Um, also, I th- it's But it's good filler. Um, we also, I think, will be doing the strong cast in November. Uh, th- that's the strong cast Platinum. Uh, probably the weekend before it comes out, so it'll be it'll come out that Monday. Um, depending on the manga schedule and what else is going on, it'll be out around then. Um, so look forward to that. Uh, we hope to have some special guests, so maybe we will, maybe we won't. Let's hope. Uh, beyond that, uh, keep looking out for uh, OPP Japan stuff, Kickstarter stuff. Dude is hard at work. Um, he was telling before he had a run. Uh, he was telling us he was going to write more songs. They sound hilarious and amazing. Uh, we'll give you guys more information about that uh, as the dude uh, progresses in that process. Uh, again, if you haven't checked out the trailer, check that out um, on YouTube.com slash Funimation. Also, on YouTube.com slash One Piece Podcast, Jose has put together our panel from AWA. Check that out. It's a full hour, and it's the uh, it's me, Jason, Steve, and Ed. We're talking we, about. Uh, we run down the movies of One Piece. We run down. Yeah, it's it's a lot different um, than what we usually do. I don't think we're going to have that kind of discussion again anytime soon. So if you want to hear our opinions on movies one through Z, uh, A through Z, I, <laughs> uh, 
check that out. It's a it's a really interesting discussion. Uh, also, check out the interview with Ian Sinclair on YouTube.com slash One Piece Podcast. It's a really fun interview. Um, and if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, Steven, uh, Grand Line Gaming, is that returning this week or next week? Yes, I believe we are coming back this Friday. So, uh, yeah, Jason was obviously doing lots of stuff in New York. Um, and he is now back in Tampa, so uh, we should have something this Friday uh, for those of you who, who watch that. Uh, I don't know what it will be, but uh, we'll think of something. Cool. And that's at uh, you know twitch.tv slash Gaming. We always advertise it on the Facebook feed, so just keep an eye out for that. Um, I, I think that's everything. Uh, don't forget the podcast awards. Uh, if you want to watch them, they're this coming Sunday um, at 9 p.m. on podcastawards.com. Uh, that's Eastern time. So if you want to watch along with us, we'll probably be tweeting about it if we get the nomination. If we don't, uh, I'll post a sad face of something. Um, anyway, uh, I think that's everything. So, Ed, how could the good people out there contact us? Well, Zach, they can contact us at OnePeacePodcast.com, OnePeacePodcast.com slash forums for our forums, uh, Twitter.com, YouTube.com, and Facebook.com slash OnePeacePodcast, uh, OnePeacePodcast.tumblr.com. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on Stitcher. Uh, OnePeacePodcast at gmail.com is our email address. OnePeacePodcast is our Skype name. Um, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, or call us on our phone number. Zach? That phone number is 347-497-MAJI. Maji. That phone number again is 347-497-6254. Call anytime. With your questions, your comments, your theories, your reasons why. Maji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, I, I said this at the top of the podcast, but I want to apologize again. We are updating the site, so there will be issues. If you see issues, don't be afraid to contact us. Um, we're, but keep in mind we're we probably know they're out there um and we'll go right away to fix them um at the time we're recording this there's a there's an issue we're trying to fix it right now um yesterday the shows weren't showing up on itunes but these are kind of just uh bumps in the road that happen when you're kind of redoing the structure of the website while it's still online um the stuff that we're going to bring to you uh hopefully will uh blow your socks off I'm, i'm really excited about it um, so, Stephen, thanks again for coming on the show. Always a pleasure. Um, I also want to thank uh, the dude who was here earlier. Um, so, for the One Piece Podcast, my name is Zach. My name is Ed. Hey, and my name is Steve. We'll see you next week, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Nothing.